tree of life and like a path to it. But in his dream, it was a rope that went from, that went to the tree that you had to hold on to. Oh. So. But like a limp dick instead of like a <laughs> erect one. So J-Dog just made it erect. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Added. He's like, it needs a little more something. A little more. <laughs> <laughs> it needs a little more substantial. Life can't do much with a limp one so you just gotta <laughs> you gotta make it hard what's a hard metal iron that sounds good still that's too obvious it's gonna be iron Welcome to Not So Peter Priesthood Podcast. This is your host, Jake Taylor. Um, back again. This is back and back again. Anyway, um, so <laughs> isn't there a song? Anyway, never mind. I'm just going to continue on. Uh, right at the top, you can email me your stories, your uh, moments with Mormons. I think that's what the name I'm going with with this segment. Um so you can email those to notsopeterpriesthood at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Instagram at notsopeterpriesthood, um, and just send me those whenever you get a chance. And also, remember to uh, rate, review, and subscribe. And without further ado, we have the illustrious Dusty, who is back, back again. Back, back again. <laughs> Welcome right, back, I'm Dusty. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> Dusty has a fancy new little microphone, so yeah. so my Canadian accent will be even more annoying to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can hear it loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a round sound now. It's like uh, when um, people ask me when I when I was in the Navy and I told them I was from Idaho. They're like, "They have electricity up there." It's kind of like <laughs> that same thing. Like, "Oh, you have microphones up there? Ooh, Ooh you fancy? Yeah. Are you a rich Canadian?" <laughs> yeah, they, they have to plug into the solar on the top of my igloo, though. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. So I have a moments with Mormons. Oh, I'm so, so excited. To start off. Um, this is from Brianna. Uh, she says that, uh, without fail, every time I go to the store, especially when I lived in Provo, someone always gives me judging looks for my clothes, usually women. And also she talked to a mission friend and de she defended prop eight and the church influencing the voting by saying they're just trying to defend their beliefs. And then she also, it's funny, Brianna has been like huge on this, um, the dumb videos made by missionaries, like yeah, the cringy... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so she so mentioned good. those. <laughs> the fact that her face was just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't even. I, I watch, I don't watch a lot of them, but they, um, you okay? Everything yep. okay? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> just had to make sure. I didn't want the listeners to think that you just like fell off the chair or something. <laughs> really warm here and my igloo is melting. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. It is. It's almost springtime up there, right? You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, 
Um, oh, and I had another sighting of garments in the gym locker room, so that was fun. Oh, good. And it was the meshy ones, so that was the even better for me. One. Yeah, gotta love it. I love that journey for me and for everybody else who had to witness it. Just love that for you. <laughs> There's like way different options now. I noticed when I was with yeah. my sister, like they're not what they used to be. Really? Yeah. Like when I had the option, it was like the cot- the thick cotton ones, mm-hmm. which made me feel like I was dying. Yeah. Those like those slippery polyester. That was it. Gross. Those were the only options. And the cotton. Oh, really? They had like lace around the legs. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, girls got some thighs on her. So <laughs> I like felt like my legs were gonna fall off because they were so tight. And so I snipped the lace and then felt this like <laughs> eternal shame that I had yeah. to the garment. Oh no. Yeah, because you're not yeah. supposed to, right? <laughs> oh, so that was um Oh man. That was fun for well, me. Well, I remember when I worked at Desert Book there was the there was one that was really popular. It's like, it had a weird name, Karenessa or something like that. Care, uh, uh, listeners, if you're listening and you um, know what I'm talking about, there's a weird named. It was just for the women, obviously, because they wouldn't name a man's garment Karenessa. But it was uh, something like that. Vanessa? No, it wasn't Vanessa because that's pretty basic. But it was like it was like all princessy. You know, they made it sound all like extra feminine and beautiful you know i was like okay yeah yeah and those were supposedly like the most comfortable or something but i and like they didn't uh ride into places (laughs) i don't know and for men we just get the the mesh or the cotton and then we get to choose between that low line the low neckline which is (laughs) Or the or yeah, the, like my grandpa wore those ones. Yeah, yeah. So my dad still wears those, and I'm like, ugh. What is the point of that? I don't understand the low neckline. I wore them on my mission sometimes, but I always felt weird. And in the um, in the can I think of the word? Um, Florida heat. You don't want like mesh because it bleeds too much. Like it's just like. So you just like the sopping wet thing. So you want something that's going to like actually take the moisture in, but it doesn't, the mesh ones didn't. And they all, they told me at the, when I went to get my garments, they told me, oh, when you go to hot places, you're going to want the mesh ones because it breathes. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then I get there, I'm like, oh no, this does not, this is not the vibe. <laughs> this is not what I want for me. This is swamp no. crotch on another le- <gasps> Speaking uh, of swamp crotch. Oh, guys. <laughs> Jake was on a roll this week. Yeah. The accents, I don't even know what was happening, but we laughed for a solid So, I don't even know why I started talking about that, but I was just like, um, what did I say? I was uh, talking about like how I was going to be um, like with trolls in the, I was going to be more like Ooh, condescension is my kink. Yes, talk to me, daddy. You know, that kind of thing. Talk. I love when you talk down to me. And then they'd be like, oh, yes, I am, uh, you're a peasant and I wear garments. Only 
gods have swamp crotch. The swamp crotch is divine and illustrious and um, yeah, I can't do it now because I don't have the freaking pre-workout on me. I, what? The snorting that came out of me and the tears of her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the gods. is. <laughs> it is divine. Divine. Swamp crotch is divine. <laughs> so I was, I was laughing. So it's probably not like the listeners are probably like it's not funny. I don't know what's going on, but I was dying. Like my little boy was like, "Mommy, what's so funny?" I was like, oh, it's just, just Jake being silly. He's like, "Oh yeah, Jake silly." Yeah. Where's Archer? <laughs> Oh, 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 poor Archer. That's all they care about. Baby day now. <laughs> That's all I care about, too, so I get it. <laughs> and I'm currently not being attacked by a little baby dog right now, so that's good. That's I like a that journey for me, also. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, what was it? What was I thinking of the, um... Oh, yeah, I have that on a video. It's on Marco Polo, so I could probably screen record it and so good. share it with listeners. <laughs> so good. The song the dog. Oh, just an FYI at the top of that one, just a disclaimer <laughs> Jake was on pre workout. <laughs> Which is basically crack. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> anything goes when I have pre workout in me. I'm just like, bleh. Like, you just say whatever. Maybe I should take that before I do an episode. Because <laughs> your girl is uh, sleepy. Anyway, um, so on to our topic for today. So <laughs> we were, um, I don't even remember how it came up, but we were just like, why did we start talking about? Um, do you remember? Um, no. I guess I it doesn't matter, but I just. Dick conversation and then like, yeah. hey, do you know what we should do? Yeah, so, this, listeners, this one's going to get phallic, it's going to get, <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about, dun dun dun, Lehi's vision and holding to the rod, the iron rod. It's hard to maintain eye contact with people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> so... Um, we're going to giggle like little schoolgirls, I'm pretty sure, so just buckle in, hold on to your seats. Um, so, Lehi's Vision is a story from the Book of Mormon. For those of you who are not familiar with the Book of Mormon, it's that's you know that book that Joseph Smith wrote, you know, that he wrote really, while putting his head in it into a hat, and supposedly staring at stones and God was telling him what to say and what to write. And mm-hmm. Yeah, he had plates. I don't still don't understand that. So he has plates, but he puts his head into a hat. Um, That's a whole other episode. The not a, not a faith crisis Instagram account was talking about this yesterday about how, like, why was there like a curtain between the scribe and him? Mm-hmm. And I think that the consensus was like because he was pulling it out of his ass and he wanted some privacy. Yeah, or he was like <laughs> going for a wink. I don't know. You know, just like I'm just. <laughs> it's like I need some privacy while I do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he was making it all up. Yeah. Oh, you can't see the plates. I have to put a curtain up. Yeah. 
We can only see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spiritualize my ass. So Lehigh was. Are you taking mushrooms? <laughs> mushrooms, like uh, yeah, some pre-workout. Yeah. <laughs> um. Lehigh. So one of my it was actually as a kid growing up. So it was one of my favorite stories. It was like Nephi and like his. Um, he's the big good brother, you know, large in stature, and he just beats up on Laman and Lemuel, but he doesn't beat them up physically, he beats them up spiritually, you know, like, he's a good guy. And then, um, Lehi's the dad of Nephi, Laman, and Lemuel, and he's the one that brings his family out of Jerusalem, and they eventually sail across the ocean to America, and then, oh... <laughs> and then completely delete any um, evidence of there being Native Americans in yeah, yeah. North America. Yeah, yeah, let's just erase their history and, you know, yeah. just make up this bullshit. Um, so, but in this, I can't remember if this was um, before, it, it was right before they went to, like, they went in their little boat and... Right, yeah, I think it, like in the wilderness or whatever. Yeah, they're in the wilderness for a while because that's what they do in the scriptures. They wander around in the wilderness forever. Moses did it. Jesus did it. Lehi does it. You know, it's cool. So they wander around for a little bit, and then um, he has this vision of a tree of life. And let's see. So what? I was telling <laughs> Dusty that she did more research than I did, <laughs> as usual. So, if you have well, anything I mean, to pick up on with this. Um, I was like, looking at, like, the representation of all the things he saw in the dream, because I couldn't remember. I've, like, yeah. blocked that out of my memory. There's so many little pieces of it, and I'm so rusty on some of that. But, like, the, um, okay, so... Um, this is from Wikipedia. It says, according to the Book of Mormon, the prophet Levi received this vision and dream during his exile in the Arabian wilderness sometime after 600 BC. He awoke and recounted it to his children as described in the 8th chapter of the first book of Nephi. Just hearing this just makes me squeamish. Anyway, Lehi's son Nephi recorded the vision on the golden plates that we were just talking about that were um, had to do with your spiritual eyes. And later had the same vision, albeit a more detailed vision version, which he records later in the same book. Nephi's vision also included an interpretation of the vision. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. So, in the vision, Lehi related that he saw several objects, including a tree with white fruit, symbolizing the love of God, and by extension, the atonement of Jesus. A straight and narrow path, symbolizing the path to salvation. Of course, it's straight and narrow. <laughs> Like, can we get more homophobic? <laughs> well, the white fruit, the straight path, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we're seeing racism, we're seeing homophobia, oh. See, this should have been our, our this should have been the, the thing that did it for us. We're like, oh, well, that's racist. Oh, well. All right, and this is my favorite one, a rod of iron, <laughs> which runs along the path, symbolizing the word of God. Holding on to the iron rod. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Refers to holding tightly to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, not too tightly. Which enable a person to avoid the temptations of the world or to stray from the straight and narrow path. Yeah, you don't want that grip on that thing. No, yeah, it's kind of like a... There's like a happy medium, you know, a little, not too much pressure. <laughs> anyway, definitely no teeth. <laughs> Jesus. So I, um, <laughs> but I, um, <laughs> so you got, <laughs> uh, I told you listeners, we'd be giggling like schoolgirls. So here it is. Um, we, <laughs> But, like, why, why an iron rod, though, for real? Like, and I, when I think of it, like, because I was an English major, and I look at, like, symbolism, you know, and all this stuff, and I was like, that's very phallic. It's very yeah. phallic. They always tell you to look at, like, the, the feminine. Like, so, like, a forest is usually a feminine thing, you know, because yeah. it's dark and mysterious, and you can enter it, which is, <laughs> you can't. Enter and I, anyway, and then any towers or rods like this are phallic. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like the Washington uh, Monument. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like the founding fathers had a little thing for dicks. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so did like. I mean, Egyptians, they were... Oh, they were, Romans, yeah, yeah. Romans, oh, yeah. definitely Romans. That's <laughs> an architecture, yeah. But, see, they celebrated being gay. And That's like, true. So, that was... It was actually a, like a... Wasn't like an honorable type thing, like a... There, anyway. Um, part of their culture, yeah. 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 All right, and then... Oh. What? Just should be now, like should yeah. be. Anyways, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that also includes a, of course, a mist of darkness, of symbolizing dun 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 the temptations of the devil. The devil. So, if, if anybody listened to Not So Molly Mormon this week, mm-hmm. or I guess it would be last week. Now that this yeah. comes out, um, the devil and his giant penis. Oh, oh, there it is. Uh, (laughs) Just saying. And I commented on there and said, I'm profoundly disappointed that him and his giant penis do not exist. Size queen. Size queen. (laughs) Yeah. The thing I find interesting is like, this is a dream that J-Dog Sr. had when Joseph was, like, a young boy or teenager or something. He had a dream about, like, what? a tree of life and, like, a path to it. But in his dream, it was a rope that went from, that went to the tree that you had to hold on to. Oh. So. so like a limp dick instead of, like, a <laughs> erect one. So J-Dog just made it erect. Yeah, yes. like, yes. added. He's like, it needs a little more something. <laughs> it needs a little more substantial. You can't do much with a limp one, so you just gotta... <laughs> you gotta make it hard. What's a hard metal? 
Iron. That sounds good. <laughs> Still, that's too obvious. It's going to be iron. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he had a vision. A dream. Yeah, well, just a dream. Like, I don't know. Well, I guess it was a vision because he was a righteous man or whatever. Yeah. He was on the, the shrooms. Um, so, and then the other little element in there, I guess it's not that little, it's a great and spacious building, symbolizing the pride of the world. The many inhabitants of the building mock and laugh at those who are on the straight and narrow path. That's where you and I are, Dusty. We're in the great and spacious building. Yeah. I always thought that that seemed more fun anyway. I was like, they're having yeah. more fun. Like, I'm just walking up to a tree, you know, holding on to this. I mean, yeah, I mean, get to hold. You're flying, so. Yeah. They're drinking, they're dancing, they're laughing. Ooh. I just always felt so confused by it because, so, like, where I grew up, like, we had a temple, like, in our, not my hometown, but, like, the town that I went to high school in, right? Mm -hmm. So, and it's huge, and I remember going through it because they did, like, a rededication of it when I was, like, I don't know, like, eight or nine, mm -hmm. so a gazillion years ago. But, um, <laughs> but, like, I just remember being so blown away by, like, how decorated it was and, like, extreme. Like, it's, it's decked out, right? Like, MTV mm -hmm. has got nothing on the inside of it. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And so anytime they talk about, like, a great and spacious building, I'm like, but, like, the temples are great and spacious, are they not? They spend, like, millions on, like, and they spend thousands on these chandeliers, like, it's just like... Yeah, like, there's a million dollar chandelier, I don't know what temple it's in, but there's a million dollar chandelier hanging, like... I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah, how is that feeding the poor, or helping, like, God wants a million dollar chandelier? He, he cares that much about lighting? I mean, it's got to be good selfie lighting. Wait, you can't have cameras in there. Just kidding. Um, so he's with the Mariah Carey. He he needs perfect lighting before he even enters the room. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he needs the lighting. That's what it is. But doesn't he have his own glow? So it doesn't even matter. Like yeah, yeah. So what is it? What is it? This is a super weird tangent. Sorry, everybody. But like, <laughs> but no, it's can't it's wrap because um, I thought the same thing because like well. The, um, like, that kind of, like, every, anytime you go in the temple, you just feel like it's a, like, yeah, ooh, this is very, it's very elaborate, very fancy, and, like, I remember the, I think it was the Bernal Temple, they, like, had carved, no, was that, anyway, they had carved, symbol, like, little designs into the carpet and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that was hand done and everything. I'm like, wow, that's intense. And then, um, like, what's the difference between that and then, like, oh, but then they'd probably say, like, well, that's just a symbol of, you know, the great and spacious building is just a symbol. It's actually, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I was taking it too literally as a child, but. Yeah. Well, then, uh, when I was on my mission, we used to call those big churches, like the really big, like those mega churches. We used to call them the great and spacious buildings. Or the whores of Babylon. I've heard them the called that. The whores of Babylon, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, um, I always felt like, I mean, of course, 
um, during while well, I'm on the mission. I'm like I, you know, I did it too. You know, I'd call them the horrors of Babylon or Great and Spacious Buildings because I thought it was funny. But like, really, like they're they're doing the same thing we are. They're worshiping. You know, they're going to religion, going to a church. You know, so like, what's really the difference is just like that it's a big church. But then you look at like the conference center. I think it's massive. It's just yeah. as big as like some of these mega churches, is if not bigger, you know. Yeah. And yet we're, yeah, Mormons are better because that's just because it's theirs, not somebody else's. Theirs, and yeah. if it were, yeah, but if they saw that on somebody else's, if somebody else does that, some other religion does it, then they're like, oh, oh no, that's that's the great spacious building. That's bad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And also, the thing with this is, like, it um, kind of re what's the word? reinforces this, like, this idea of otherness to people that are not doing right, you know? And, like, it, gave, it gives, I think this is kind of where you can see where members kind of feel this need to, this feeling of superiority of, like, Swamp Crotch of the Gods, you know? Like, it just, <laughs> like... They're um, like, oh, I'm on the straight and narrow. I'm holding to the rod. I got, you know, and I'm with my family and I'm doing this. You guys are over here at past the Mist of Darkness. You guys are lost. You guys are going to the the great and spacious building. You know, it's yeah. just it just kind of reinforces that mentality. And then um, it also even says in Wikipedia, it says, Lehi sees in the vision that his son Sam and Nephi and his wife Sariah partake of the white fruit, indicating that they will be saved. He sees that his sons Laman and Lemuel do not partake of the fruit. So that also reinforces, like, when you're, when a Mormon parent's child strays from the church, you know, whatever, like my dad was saying, like, you turned your back from the Lord. So basically, I'm Laman or Lemuel. I don't know, and I did not partake of the fruit, so, I mean, I hold to the rod, but a different one, but, you know. <laughs> okay. I had to. <laughs> Today's letter is brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Like... Yeah, 100%. It's very, I don't know, it's just funny to me to, like, to see them other, anybody that's doing the exact same thing as them, but because they're not them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Did you want to talk about the Izapastela? Oh, the Izapastela 5, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, like, did you have, did you have, like, a picture of it in your scriptures? I think so. Now that you mentioned it, I think I did. I just, um, if I don't want to, I'm trying to get back to your video. Sorry. Um, technical, whatever. It's fine. Um, I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did, but I just didn't, it didn't, um, click in my brain until you mentioned that that it should be in the scriptures. And I was like, Oh yeah, that was in there. Yeah. That was that weird picture. That's like, uh, looks like a Mesoamerican, Thing, and I just never really under, never really paid yeah. attention to it. It appears to illustrate the Mesoamerican creation myth, but um, like Mormon scholars have stated that it's Lehi's vision. But like, mm. 
that's been pretty much disproved by everyone but Mormons. Yeah. Scholars. Yeah. It yeah. connects the sky above and the water or the underworld below. That's what it's depicting. It's mm. not, um, yeah, it's not. It's not the Lehi's vision yeah. thing or Nephi's, like, other vision where it's more, more details, whatever. Um, yeah. So the, let's see, I had a thought, oh man, did it just disappear? Why you do this while I'm recording? Um, I, <laughs> uh, oh, so my parents, I can remember we were, I was like in, I don't know, junior high, middle school, and they went to Mexico, and they visited like those, um, the ruins down there, and they were... They went to Cancun, but there was like um, like Chichen Itza. Chichen Itza, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my dad called it chicken pizza, and then uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my dad, you're so white. And then uh, they anyway they they came back, and my dad was just like, oh yeah, they talked about Quetzalcoatl, and he's like, that's definitely Jesus when he visited, but the when he was here in the Book of Mormon days and whatever. And I was just, I was like, oh yeah, Dad, that's right. You're that's so cool. But no, yeah, now I'm like, um, no. <laughs> that was my dad, too, when he visited um, Machu Picchu. He was talking about how, like, he believed that it was, and I was like, I don't, I don't think so. No. So weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, so I can remember learning about this, uh, vision in seminary and yeah I was like so this gets into <laughs> so when I was in they also did this thing this little activity where we and I did it I feel like I've done it a couple times and I don't know if it was my ward that did it I know for sure my seminary did it but they did it as like a whole seminary and they would have us like so they turned the seminary building into this, like, kind of like a haunted house type thing, but it was not really a haunted house. It was, like, supposed to be, like, you're walking through Lehi's vision. Yeah. And then um, they'd have you hold to the rod, and it was, like, some rope. Yeah. Which I'm like, mm, okay, not not strong enough, but, you know, it's cool. And, um, <laughs> and then, so you'd be walking through the dark, and then you'd hear people, like taunting you and like telling you to oh you can just leave the rope for a little bit oh you can just come over here I got Oreos over here or like <laughs> I can remember there was a station where they said I got Oreos over here you want some Oreos and then if you left the rod then you were like I don't know what happened to you you got um, you were out you to, yeah you were out <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm like uh, and I, like, that was supposed to be, like, the, um, great, I don't remember what they did to symbolize the great and spacious building, I think they might have had a room where there was, like, music, and it was probably, like, what, um, what is, like, uh, what's the, sweet Caroline, that one, yeah, probably that, yeah, like, that music, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't anything cool, I mean, that's cool, but, like, it wasn't, like, you know, WAP playing or anything, you know, but it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> obviously back then, but anyway, you know what I mean? Like, um, it was 
so then and then you get to the end and it's this they lit up one room and it was like they had a tree and it was all had christmas lights and stuff all over it and it was that was supposed to be the tree and then one of the seminary teachers was like he gives you like a thing of I can't remember if he gave us anything. I feel like he gave us something. It was supposed to be like the treat, the fruit of life, or whatever. And like, uh, yeah. And then, um, but then you also have like seminary teachers like taunting you throughout it too. So like, you have these voices that you kind of you you trust and you know, and you're like, oh yeah, they know. And they didn't tell us what was going on. Like they were just like, right. oh yeah, we have this activity, so you just go in and. We're not going to tell you anything about it. We just go in, you know, they want you to be as like oblivious to it as possible. And then they, it's supposed to be teach you about the tree of life. And then they give, made it, had a little lesson at the end, of course. Yeah. Boring. I, but it was just. <laughs> I think he did it. But so like I went on my own ice quest when I was 15. So also a gazillion years ago. Um, <laughs> and I don't. I have a very limited memory of a lot of parts of my childhood, which is like something I would get into with like a therapist. But anyways, (laughs) I feel like, I feel like there was a part of the beginning of Moroni's quest where we did this. Like I remember being blindfolded and I remember being very confused Mm -hmm. and people like yelling, but I don't like, I don't have any concrete memories of it other than being, like very stressed out. Yeah. Well, see, and that's what this, these memories are to me too. Like, I don't remember like concrete things. I just kind of remember like it happening, but I don't remember like specific, I just remember Oreos and then like the darkness and like the, the tree. I vaguely remember like walking into a room with like the Christmas lights and stuff. And then it was like, cause like Marlon's class is like a four day LARPing of the book. (laughs) I was going to ask what it is. <laughs> I kind of did something like that too, but it was like a, it was like a steak activity, I want to say. And they did, um, we kind of LARPed a little bit. We didn't, um, we did like archery. We did, um, which I don't know why that's not, is that anyway? And then we did like crafts and stuff. It wasn't Boy Scouts, but it, we did like a little bit of crafts. And then we did, um, we actually built a boat out of that was supposed to be Lehigh's boat to get him across the ocean, oh. and then I I just remember winning the contest to name the boat. And I don't remember what I got. I didn't get anything for it. I just got like, "Woo, yay, good job, Jake!" You know, like that's from what I remember. And I named it Soraya because I was like, "Oh, that was Lehigh's wife's name. He would, of course, he'd name it Soraya." And then I was also thinking, like later on, I realized that the guy that was the judge of it. He had a daughter named Soraya. So, of course, I didn't even think that put that together. But he's like, oh, yeah, Jake won the contest because Soraya. And I'm like, yay. Good job, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was, it's just weird to think about doing those things. It's just like the. Um, like, did you guys do Trek? Yeah, I was going to say Trek. I, did, yeah. I never did it. Um, no. My mom did it one year because she was like a young woman's she was in the council or whatever and so she she went on it and my i don't know if my sisters ever did it though doesn't sound and at desert book we would sell the bonnets so that they would go they could go do that and then 
actually kind of a sad note there was a this woman that I went to BYU Idaho with she was I had several classes with her because we were both English majors and um, I was on Facebook like it was um, a few years later like I was in the Navy and I was just like tra la la and I um, was scrolling and I saw a, an obituary for her and she had um, she had passed away during Trek like she had just um, and she was, she wasn't even that, she was like maybe 20, I want to say 28, 25, you know, like mid, like really? not very young. And she had like two kids oh and all they had said in it was that her, um, she had, one of her friends had posted also and said that she had, what was it? She had just like felt tired and like kind of hot or whatever. And so she was like, I'm going to go lay down. And she never woke up. Oh my God. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, I heard lots of stories that the reason they stopped doing Trek is because there was, like, some pretty severe, like, injuries and illnesses that resulted from it, so. Yeah. Go figure. You go pretend to be the pioneers that have that also died, like, yeah. in these extreme situations, and then yeah, you have they people don't dying and having well. injuries and stuff. Like, yeah. shocking. You know, it's ter terrible. Like, oh, but it's supposed to be a faith-promoting, like experience oh yeah let me just traumatize everybody <laughs> yeah, like i remember like turning 12 and going into young women's and being terrified that i was gonna have to go on track like being absolutely terrified of it and so when they announced they were gonna switch to the moroni's quest program i was like oh thank god like we still had to sleep in tents but like they like we had like a, a colonel from the u.s army who was in our um ward he'd moved from hawaii to where i grew up and so he had like legit army tents that were so good Ooh, that nice, we left. Yeah. yeah like there was no issue with that and they fed us so well like really good food so other than being out and like fighting with foam swords and stuff yeah we have foam swords and shields and like we fought all the like looking at it as just like an experience not taking into account like the complete brainwashing part mm -hmm. of it like yeah. it was pretty cool like um one of the leaders he's like a legitimate blacksmith like he oh. built armor and sword and like it was cool it was really cool looking at it from like that aspect of it yeah you're not looking at it from like purely like completely removed from everything and just being immersed in a situation and it being mm -hmm. like drilled into you that if you don't look at it that way, it was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like, um, how boot camp is just, is, you know, in the military is used to indoctrinate you and to like get you into yeah. this mindset. And it does brainwash you because it puts you into this, into these really stressful situations. And then, mm -hmm. um, you're supposed to come together as a team and you're supposed to do like, and there's no, um, individuality too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what happens in, the, in those type of situations too, like in Moroni's quest and like yeah. whatever that camp thing that I was like, I did. I, um, it just so broken down into like tribes, which is very problematic to call it that, but yeah. you had your tribe and that was your, like your lifeline. And then I'm still really good friends with, like a few of the people that even outside of the church now that were like part of that it's because because really. you're linked right like you go through this really emotionally int intense experience and it kind of links you yeah 
weirdly. Absolutely. I don't know very many of the guys from my um, boot camp, but I, like, I would recognize them, you know, and I, I have a lot of them on my Facebook, and, like, I'm pretty sure if we, like, figured out our connection, like, if I met them on the street or something or met them somewhere, I'd be, we'd, like, suddenly, like, we would just have a connection, and that's, like, something that will be a bond forever. Yeah, trauma bonding um, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the... And, like, even, like, Navy people, Navy guys, like, I, or women, like, I just, it's, once you find out you have, like, a connection in the military at all, like, you just, like, mm-hmm. there's a sudden, like, bond there, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, it's just funny to me that they use this vision, like, the Tree of Life vision to, like, to instill that into the like these kids' brains to like they further the brainwashing. But it comes back to that othering. You're from being a kid, you're you're put in this situation where you're like, this is the others right here. Anybody but mm-hmm. what's in this little block is an other that you do not want to be a part of. And so it starts yeah. it even starts younger than that. Like it starts in primary of Oh yeah. Because they teach you about this in primary, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's one of the first stories. Like, I remember we had, like, the illustrated Book of Mormon, and it was mm-hmm. the first story, you know? So, yeah. And it instills a sense of fear about, like, anything that's not Mormon. And yeah. anything that's not, quote-unquote, righteous. Yeah. Yeah, because it'll lead unknown. you astray, and you'll get into the Mister Darkness, and you'll be confused, and then you'll end up at the the uh, great and spacious building, and then you'll be like, you'll just, you won't be able to partake in the fruit of the yeah. salvation of Christ, and only like. It's know. a fear tactic. It really is because as totally. a kid, you have questions, but as soon as you start asking questions, oh well, that's the mists of darkness confusing your brain. You need to only mm-hmm. stay on this straight and narrow path that we have laid out for you because these are the answers that you are allowed to have. Nothing yeah. outside of it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So the, I remember, I'm getting kind of a, like, somewhat of a memory of, maybe I need to research this before I spout anything off. Um, I did get an email from a listener that, like, sent me a bunch of corrections (laughs) on some past episodes. So, anyway, um, I... Uh, we are not professionals. We are not researchers. (laughs) This is all our opinions. Um... Was it so? I feel like in Nephi's version of this, there was like something that symbolized the Holy Ghost, but maybe and like, and then there was like parts that some like he saw Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Oh, yeah, Is that I, think right? like, I think his vision was like an expanded, it was the director's cut. Oh, it's the director's, than, yeah, so it was like Lord of the Rings. So it was like instead yeah. of like a, a three hour vision, it was like. Five hours. Yeah, yeah, definitely longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really nice that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can get the Cliff's Notes version, which is Lehi's vision. Um, but yeah, it, he talks about. I feel like there was something about the Holy Ghost in there. There's the spirit that was kind of guiding him through this whole thing. So So I think that's another element that they can bring in that they don't like the Holy Ghost is such a weird concept to me. Like it just Mm -hmm. continues this like idea that like of exactness and that you're, 
and it brings it on you too that you're not righteous enough to be listening to the Holy Ghost because you have to be in yeah. tune to the Spirit to be in tune. Yeah. That never made sense to me. Like I felt, I always felt like I was in tune, kind of. You know, like I was just like. I don't do bad things. Yeah, I masturbate every once in a while, but like, I just, you know, just like I'm just like, I don't, I'm not a bad kid yet. Like, I don't feel like I'm getting promptings from the Holy Ghost, you know, and like, or I would do something right and I'd be like, oh, that's not me. That was the Holy Ghost telling me to do that, you know, and I was just like, so it yeah. takes away the, your own responsibility in a lot of ways, but it also puts more guilt and shame on you if you're not doing the right things. Yeah, like you get no acknowledgement for doing something um, good. Your own free will. Yeah, yeah, but as soon as you do something, it's because you didn't have the whole... Like, you know, yeah, no, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. It feels very gaslighty. Very, like... Yeah. Um, like, I was one of those kids who, like... I don't know if you've heard the term of scrupulosity. Like, people that just... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I... I'm... I mean, I'm not an expert. Don't send in an email saying, like, I don't think <laughs> correct me. But um, as a child, like, the obsession with being absolutely perfect was, like, my driving force. Like, the uh, thought of of doing something that was, like, wrong or, like, making my parents, like, unhappy with me was, like, like that led into years and years of therapy trying to undo that. And it's oh, yeah. like, I, I had to have the Holy Ghost with me at all times. I couldn't possibly do anything if, if he left me, then like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. then, um, I still have this feeling of like, I have to be perfect in whatever I do. And I think it's because of that. Like, you, oh, you have yeah. to be in anything you do. It doesn't matter. Like, um, like when I miss a day at the gym, I've like beat myself up and I get guilty feelings over that. And I, that's not normal. That's not no, a normal no. reaction. I'm way, if I don't close all the rings on my Apple watch, I'm like, <sighs> like I feel like actual anxiety. Like I yeah. probably should take off the Apple watch and like put it away for a week, but I, I can't like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a part of our, of our upbringing and how our brains are wired that we are just, there's this exactness that we have to follow. Yeah. You have to hold to that rod, you know, <laughs> keep holding on to it. And I'm like, mm, I, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Depends for on sure. my mood, you know? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dusty gets to hear all my little uh, rants, and then I get, like, the... <laughs> I'll be pulled up to the gym and I'm like staring at these men and I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a thirsty bitch. But anyway. <laughs> so funny. So creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was researching back to this, like the tree with the white fruit, like the, mm-hmm. it was delightful or whatever, right? The white yeah. So this is something... I don't know if you want to get into it, but I, so that supposedly represents the atonement, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like regular Christians, not Mormons, right? they say the, the most important thing that Christ did was took on our sins and died on the cross for us, right? Mm-hmm. Where Mormons do not focus on like the crucifixion, their atonement happened in the garden of Gethsemane, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so that's what always, like, I never understood that part of it. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Read my mind, Jake. <laughs> so, like, in, are you thinking in, like, um, in coordination with, like, the fruit? Yeah, thing? so is the fruit him in the garden suffering, or is the fruit him on? Oh, uh, no, or is it yeah. One, like, I, I, this is a question I always ask, and I was kind of, like, cuckoo. So, like, I, I, my opinion might <laughs> be just that, from what I remember, also, is that it might just, like, an all-encompassing oh, okay. thing. Because, um, and I had forgotten, actually, that they, that's why they don't wear the cross, and they don't, mm -hmm. like, quote-unquote, worship the cross, like. Um, like Catholics have the cross everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, the Christians do, yeah. Christians do, yeah. They um, use it as a symbol, right? Yeah, and there's that's another thing of that sense of otherness. Like they're saying, like, oh, you're not worshiping like us, so you're you're othered. Yeah. yeah. And um, you're focusing on the wrong part of the atonement, but like really, like if you if that's what you believe, you, it shouldn't matter. Like yeah. The whole point should be that Jesus died for your sins, regardless of when it happened. You know, whether he paid for the sins in Garden of Gethsemane, which is definitely what the Mormons focus on. Because right, they, yeah. like, he bleeds. He, like, suffers so much that he yeah, bleeds out of his pores. Yeah, or something, yeah. And then, which I'm just, like, I was thinking about that, and, like, you know those movies that they have of, of Jesus? Like, like Mormon movies yeah. where they, um, they show him suffering in there they don't show that obviously because that just sounds i mean that's probably pretty gruesome would be an art movie then yeah yeah but i'm just like but they always mention it and then i'm like why did, why don't they even like show a little, little bit you know and then there's my phone um but uh they don't yeah i don't what am I trying to say? So, I got distracted, sorry. Um, but the... This is a weird tangent, that's a good point, but I used to though, know. Like, no, it's good because it goes part, hand in hand with, like, the vision of, like, what is the... Because that is what it symbolizes, but, like, what exactly is that talking about? Like, are they yeah. talking about, like, the Garden of Gethsemane part? Because, it, in my mind, I think of tree, and then I think of Garden of Gethsemane, right? And so, like... Which... This is another weird tangent. Remember when I was talking about forests? Oh, yeah. And then the... F so then, and he comes out of the garden, and it's like a rebirth. <gasps> oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. So deep. I just got really deep there, guys. <laughs> but then he dies, and then, you know. But anyway, but the... Yeah, that's a good point. Because, um... like, I have Christian friends. Like, one of my really good friends is actually, she's very, um, not very Christian, but she's a Christian. And mm -hmm. we were just chatting about it. And she was, like, and I was just saying, like, how, like, I have so much, like, residual guilt and, like, confusion and everything. And she was, like, it doesn't matter. Jesus already died for your sins. Don't worry about it. She's, like, it's not your acts that save you. And I was, yeah. like. Oh. oh, see, that was, um always repeated to me on my mission like we'd run into people that were because i was definitely in the south and like i'd run into all these 
you know, Baptists that would be like, you guys believe that your acts will save you. And I was like, no, we don't. But really, like, that's what... You, do. you have to pay your tithing. You have to follow the straight and narrow path. You have to go to the temple. Like, all these acts. And I was talking to her about, like, how I felt so, like, yeah. And she was like, it doesn't matter. She was like, Christ loves you and already saved you. You're, you're good. See, and that's what, um, on my mission, it was like, so you got to eat. We're always also told to do service hours, right? And then also do missions are definitely an act of service. There's definitely, like, temples, temple work, your um, baptisms, yeah. callings, all that stuff is all very physical acts of service. And then... And then we turn. They turn around and say, "Oh, we don't believe. We don't believe our acts will save us. We believe we're already saved, but we already have. You know, we just have to be stay on the straight and narrow." But then, like Baptists and other Christians, yeah. believe that all you have to do is accept the Savior into your heart, and then He'll do the rest. And that's where the grace comes in. Yes, yeah. And he makes that's up for. Great. That's why the atonement was necessary because we aren't. Even if we are, we do accept the Savior. He makes up for what we lack, right? And yeah. I think that's kind of like a more a beautiful, beautiful concept. Yeah, concept. Like yeah. it kind of gives me chills a little bit just to think of like, because I'd rather believe in a savior that will pull me up rather than just as like, oh well, you did all these things. Of course, you can come with me. You know, like yeah. I, it does. It makes the atonement more um, necessary if that's what you believe in, you know, like that's yeah. like, it's a less of a point system. Like, did you watch mm -hmm. the good place and how you, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, when I saw that, I was like, Oh my God, that's what Mormons believe heaven is. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. report."> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. oh goodness. Yeah. And the good place. Like, and then there was like a medium place. Wasn't there like a, there was like a in between type of place yeah. that they went to. That was like super boring. Right? And, like, there was only one person there. And she was just, like, bored out of her mind. Right? Yeah. Is that what it was? And then, yeah, I think the then the bad place. Right? Yeah, the train. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, goodness. That was a good show. I rewatch it. I we had TV, and then we got rid of TV. And I think it's now I can watch it. I can stream it. So. Yeah, I think it's on Hulu or Netflix. One of the two. Yeah. One of the two, yeah. Yeah. That was a surprising show. Anyway, but the um, <laughs> oh, goodness, I um, wow, that was a tangent I didn't expect to get on. But that's, I mean, I think that's good. Like, we should do an episode on the atonement, though. Like, that's a whole big thing of like, so that's a whole other. Well, the way Mormons teach it versus how other Christian religions teach it is. Mm -hmm vastly different and now that you point that out I'm like oh that's interesting and then also the um like how it manipulates us manipulates yeah. Mormons into certain behaviors oh for sure so. yeah. yeah oh man just everything it's crazy how eye-opening all this is of like oh man it's everywhere like I thought that like I was just like oh I just don't like the church because it hates me because I'm gay <laughs> you know but like Oh, nope. <laughs> oh, look at all these layers. All <laughs> so many layers. It's like an onion. <laughs> oh, there's our like onions. Why are they smelly? <laughs> Why they make your make your eyes fall? <laughs> make you cry. <laughs> make you cry. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Good. 
I'm trying to think if there was anything else with like the highest vision. There was so remember those paintings though too of like Nephi. Oh, there was another point that I was going to bring up was on my mission. There was this um, this woman that asked us. She had I think she was like a single mom. She had a little kid, and she was like, "Yeah, I in my church that we went to, um, they always told Bible stories that were like." You know, like, you got Noah, Moses, you got all of, you know, uh, Samson and Samson and Delilah, you got the, you know, all these, like, (laughs) yeah, you got all these, like, really great stories in there that are, like, very, and they, like, can be cut down into little snippets, and you can teach your kids and, like, teach lessons off of them, and she's like, is there anything in the Book of Mormon that's like that, and my companion told the story of... It was really weird, really random that he told this um, the story of Captain Moroni, I think. I was like, okay, let's tell you. Anyway, and I was thinking of Nephi and all that. Like, yeah. So I told that story. And I was like, that's like the basic one. Sorry, I thought she was whining. Is she whining? Sorry. Anyway, um, and she was like, oh, those are cool, but I don't think she was impressed. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just like, yeah, because it was written in the 1800s. Like, <laughs> not in the, looking back on it, that's what I'm like thinking. Like, yeah, yeah no, yeah. Because it was, yeah. Because, like, Day Dog didn't really have the imagination, maybe, that, like, people back in other, yeah. Well, and it was a storytelling storytelling culture, like like you yeah. storytelling back then, right? Like, and that was their. I mean, that was their TV. That was their source of entertainment, and it was their way of teaching. Mm-hmm. Only, yeah, because not like, everybody could read and yeah. write, so it had to be a way to tell something and have it memorable enough that they could mm-hmm. retain it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just like how, I mean, I think that all of, like, if you take the Bible literally, it's just like, uh, okay, yeah, all right, there was an ark. <laughs> all the animals were on the ark. Oh, yeah, okay. Just the uh, poop factor. Yeah, just that alone. And then, like, what are you going to do with the lions that want to eat the little baby, you know, squirrels? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. the zebras. Like, yeah. You know? And how did all these animals from all different parts of the world all happen to be in the exact same spot? Yeah. Like, there's... And then, just the same way, like, take a Book of Mormon, literally. That's the thing. So, I feel like Mormons don't take the Bible as literally as they do the Book of Mormon. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, I feel like they, they brush off the Bible more than... Well, because it wasn't translated correctly. Yeah, so dumb. Yeah, because they okay. only they only read the King James version, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's the most correct version. And that's true. The uh, oh, there's <laughs> um, one other thing. But before I get into that, the um, but like yeah, so the person that translated the Book of Mormon, the people didn't stick their head into a hat and. You know, it wasn't off of plates, and they didn't have an angel. You know, it's yeah, you know, they're not as perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I was, um, I got into a tangent with this on Facebook. <laughs> this uh-huh. is a, so um, 
I have a point to this. This it's will tie back. I promise. Um, the uh, <laughs> this guy that I, on my Facebook asked posted about like how do you date as a gay man and like I feel like really terrible and like unwanted and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I feel you, sister. You know, like I'm just like the uh, the dating life as a gay man is terrible and. Um, I, so I was like looking for the comments. I was like, maybe there's some good advice in here for me. And then I saw this guy that was like, you can just switch it up. You should just start dating women. And I was like, the fuck? I thought what? he was kidding. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, huh, that's funny. Maybe he's a gay man that's just making a joke and like being facetious. So then I scroll down further. He comments again, says a longer comment, the same thing. You know, you're not finding happiness with men, so you might as well just try women again, and blah, blah, blah. You never know. Lots of women like different things, and lots of women, you know, my, you know, I'm just like, That's Ew. not how it so, works. Not how it works. You can't just switch it on and off like a light switch. So then I um, commented on that, and I said, yo, I thought you were joking at first. And then yeah. I was like, um, but clearly you don't understand how sexuality works. I'm like, maybe I should ask you, hey, you want to just switch to men? Like, just switch. Just do it. Just do it right now. Switch it. If that's if you think that's how it works. And then, so I went off on I want to be attracted to men. Men are horrible. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right? No, I agree. Like, I'm just like, I wouldn't. Men are dumb. excluded. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I love my husband. I love him. He's wonderful. <laughs> Taking care of a two-year-old right now. <laughs> um and then there was another comment from this like this guy that his uh profile picture said i'm vaccinated by the blood of jesus so he went off on like this like religious tangent about it and how um and then he told me that he didn't think that being gay was basically he said being gay is a curse and i was like oh oh hell no so i just ripped it to him too Oh. And I told him to stop hiding behind his little Christian values, or whatever. And then I, um, I said, "This is where it ties back in," is because I was like, "You quote me a scripture," because in the old, like, if you believe in the scriptures, you know, which I don't, but I was just like, "Give me a scripture that in that's not in the Old Testament, on that Leviticus bullshit," and uh, because the Old Testament was done away by Christ, so quote me a scripture in the New Testament that says anything about homosexuality and I'll wait for that because it does not exist because Christ did not say anything about homosexuality. Not a he word. just said love everybody, everybody and love love thy neighbor, love yourself. Yeah. And um, he did not respond because... Uh, yeah. Destroyed that. But anyway. Oh I don't usually get into those types of trolls but... Like Mormon trolls, I will destroy all day. I don't care. They're fun. The the homophobic trolls, I'm like, eh, you're boring. You're just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so like, mm -hmm. yeah. okay, no. yeah. Um, I've recently begun just. There was a bunch of Mormon trolls I was talking to this week. Good job, bud. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. They were saying. Like, they were discussing, like, give us proof, give us proof. And I was like, absolutely, you first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crickets. I was like, give me historical documentation, and I will 100% believe you. Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> like, of course. Yeah. 
Because you can't use your own doctrine to prove your own doctrine, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but the, um, what was I going to, that reminds me of, um, oh man, what was I thinking of? Uh, yep, lost it. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> oh, we got a little visitor, but I'm not going <laughs> to. She's looking at the things behind your head saying no wiggling. Oh, yeah. My mom collects these little uh, thingies that are solar powered and they bobble. They're cute. <laughs> all right. Well, we've, um, now that we've covered all that with the <laughs> Lehi's vision <laughs> and the. And, and um, all the tangents. All the tangents, of course. It would not be not so Peter Priester without tangents. No. Um, and all the, um, you know, jokes about the rod, but the, <laughs> uh, pumpkin! The pumpkin's right away. Oh, there's a pumpkin. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, Dusty, for being on the show again. Thanks for having me. I'm always glad to be back and scream into yeah. the voice. We didn't even scream into the voice today. We just like. We didn't. We kind of just ranted into yeah, the void, fine. which is fine. Um, the <laughs> listeners, I was, Dusty was said something, what she's, she's like, I'm always happy to be on the, po on the episode, on the podcast. And I was like, cool. And I was like, just so you know, you're not filler. You're not a pillar, pillow filler, <laughs> like a pillow filler. Pillow filler. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you called like, yourself Botox filler. <laughs> yeah, I'm lip injections. Make me look good. Not pillow filler. I am lip injections. I am worth yeah. 172 dollars per injection. Thank you very much. That's that. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're worth. <laughs> uh, yes, it's always Perfect. a joy to have you. Um, yeah, we'll uh, definitely be back. And listeners, um, if you feel so inclined. Um, hold to a rod. If that's your uh, preference. If it's not, then I don't know what to tell you. But Go into the forest and pray. Go into the forest and yeah, pray. <laughs> Say your alphabets. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you all understand that. If you don't, ask your and don't, don't ask anybody. Just, you know, just keep it locked away and just forget that I said that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna <laughs> be on my merry way. <laughs> Alright. Bye.